1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDIC. Well, the,
2: the benefit of the doubt is earned, not given, right? And the Warriors have the benefit of the doubt because they're fresh off a championship, because they won a title before KD, they won a title now after KD. They were unbeatable with KD. That's the the reason people had a problem with KD going there. You know, a seventy. You put a you know an MVP in a seventy three win team. Can't beat them, join them. One yeah, of the best, em, em. Yeah, of the best players of all time. Uh, the Warriors don't look good right now. Uh, you know the, they're getting blown out by a lot of teams. I won't completely write them off until that happens when they're fully healthy. But it doesn't look good as far as it goes with a repeat. But part of that um, stuff you played before is is the enigma that is Kyrie too, right? Because Kyrie has earned a lot of the criticism he's gotten. Sometimes people then can take it overboard or or, or whatnot. And, you know, or you know, cover him in the, the media because he gets clicks. I, I get all that aspect of it too. Um, he hasn't exactly had success post LeBron when it comes to winning. At the same time, when he did play Steph, it was even. Maybe it was even it was even in Kyrie's favor in 2016. I mean, Kyrie got the best of that matchup in 2016. He gave both Steph and Clay the business. So we know what what Kyrie is capable of on the highest level. As far as revisiting the, the James Harden trade which you brought up before, I don't like to to go backwards and everything because a lot has changed since then. Because I mean, look at Jared Allen's a terrific young player, but if if Jared Allen was still here, would Nick Claxton have the opportunity that he's gotten? Ben Simmons is now here and a part of, of this team as a result of that trade. And another stat, I brought up the KD stats earlier, but another stat that I thought was pretty telling, the numbers are actually now positive with Claxton and Simmons on the floor together, which is a testament to the direction the team's heading in. And then I don't think you could say enough about Jacques Vaughn because what Jacques Vaughn has brought is a level of accountability and leadership. I think one of the reasons and, you know, you got to cross your fingers, knock on whatever's in front of you, you know, that Kyrie has played at the, the, the level he's played at, not just that, but the way he's played since he's came back and within the team is, is because of Jacques Vaughn's presence. I think the mentality of the team, their mindset is partly due to Jacques Vaughn's presence. And then again, he did it last night. I keep bringing up those timeouts. Like he'll call as soon as he doesn't like something, he'll call the timeout before he lets it spiral out of control. Something KD complimented him about. So I think, you know, him as a steward, him as the kind of leader of the team in ways, as opposed to just the coach uh, can't be overstated.
1: Yeah, I I will say, though, I do think we we've almost fallen into our own trap here a little bit of discussing, you know, the comparisons of, well, you know, when when Kyrie played against Steph in 2016, you know, Kyrie came out of the better of that matchup. You know, all all of these broader picture Nets versus Warriors things, you know, I, I, I tend to like that. But in this instance, I want to almost take a narrower view. We played a team and, you know, Steve Kerr said it himself, a team that's at rock bottom. Right? A, a team that is not in a good spot right now with their personnel, with the way they're playing, with their results. And the Nets came out and absolutely stomped them. That is what good teams do. That is something that the Nets have not always done, obviously, across their history, but particularly within this era. You know, I've watched Nets teams you know, have random players on the Hawks before they got good. I I forget who it was, but I remember it was a couple years ago. They had some like two random players on the Hawks drop thirty on us in a close game. The Hornets always have seemed to give us trouble for whatever reason. And you have to beat the teams that are in front of you and you have to beat them convincingly. You know, and that's exactly what the Nets have done. And taking a, a narrower view of this, they played a team that is playing poorly, that is not in a good spot, and they absolutely stopped them. And so you know, uh, of course, I want to give all of my credit to Jacques Vaughn and to Katie and to the way this team is playing. But, you know, the, the broader picture that I see is a team that can convincingly beat the poor teams that are in front of it. And that's half the challenge, because when you are at the top of either conference, Eastern West or just the NBA as a whole, most of your games are going to be against teams that are worse than you. And if you can get out of those games comfortably, particularly without playing Kevin Durant, you know, forty minutes a night, because we have Jokic Vaughn has even talked about that being an issue, you know, the better the nets are gonna be for it in the long term. And right now, and I know we're on that edge between are they quality or are they contenders, but if they are going to be contenders, if they are going to make an impact late in the playoffs, not just in the first two rounds, they have to be able to beat the teams, the worst teams that are in front of them and get out of those games healthily and that's what they've been doing man
0: uh you know you thought they were gonna potentially lose to the pistons they pull it off didn't think they were gonna lose last night at all i couldn't get into the game nine guys in double digits could have been 10 or 11 uh utah had eight and markeith had had nine and everybody else pretty much was in double digits cam thomas five but he only played nine minutes
1: um
0: Another interesting thing, but we don't have to get into it, is that too, right? Um, so, you know, you got to give credit to Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn has figured out the rotations. He's figured out how to literally change his team from what they were lacking last year. What were they lacking last year when they got swept by the Celtics? Size. KD talked about it. You got Goran Dragic out there with Bruce Brown and Patty Mills. Like, you don't stand a fucking chance. So, like, now you're seeing them run out. KD, Royce O'Neill, Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons. TJ Warren, Utah, even Edmund, Edmund Sumner is a bigger guard. Like they just have more length and more size and more depth, honestly. And we talk about them beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Well, they did that last night. Uh, KD had this to say about not playing on Christmas. Christmas is coming up. We always use Christmas as a measuring stick for the NBA, or like you know, a checkpoint. Now we can start looking at teams they're not playing, and Katie knows the reason why
1: and the way you play pretty much all season you
0: think there's people regretting now maybe you're not playing this weekend uh yeah nicks and Nets would have been man great christmas day matchup
1: um that's what you're talking about right any place having you on the schedule but yeah certainly that would tell so a be. christmas game right yeah. uh uh yeah it's probably some
2: people especially with the way nicks playing the way we playing right now i felt like that would have been uh Perfect matchup on Christmas. Hopefully we can get that going forward. But, um, yeah, I probably do have uh, – it's responsible for us not playing on Christmas. Uh, we well, went on this summer, but, hey, it is what it is. We played on the 26th. That's close enough.
0: Close enough for me. I would like them to be on Christmas, but, you know, KD's self-aware. He understands that when they were putting, you know, things together and making decisions in the summer, he requested a trade. And everybody was praying on the Nets' downfall then. Everybody was, oh, this is a disaster. This is the biggest failure in NBA history. They got to trade KD now. Uh, he, he's sick of Kyrie. He doesn't like the owner. He doesn't like the head coach. He doesn't like the GM. But fast forward to where we are now, uh, and I like KD's demeanor. I like the way he's gone about his business and leading his team. None of that stuff from the summer matters. None of that stuff is is relevant at this point. But I'm fine with not playing the Knicks. Shout out to the Knicks. Their losing streak just ended. Or their winning streak just ended. They lost last night to the Raptors. But they've been playing better basketball. I can't wait to see them and beat them again. And uh, coming up here, you got obviously the Bucks, which is a big test against a good team. They lost last night to the Cavs, who the Nets play on the 26th. Uh, it's going to be a quick test here. Back-to-back games. They're not a back-to-back. It's... um. Obviously, the Bucs tomorrow, Friday, and then they got the weekend off. And then Monday, they play the Cavs. I think they can match up just fine against these guys. And it's going to be a, a, a early test. I hope Kyrie is good to go with the Cavs, sort of. I think he will be. And I know everyone fears Giannis and who's going to stop Giannis. But, you know, these are early litmus tests. These are early samples of, you know, what we hope to see in a potential playoff series or later in the year. What do you guys think about? the Bucks series coming up, or not Bucks series, the Bucks game coming up, and the Cavs game coming up, this little uh, mini-test that the Nets are going to face here.
2: Look, the, the games don't actually matter that much, but it would matter to me to see them win one of those games or both of those games, and, and then that's when I would start to turn. Part of the reason I, I keep going back to the quality versus contender thing is because I want to be able to brag when the Nets do well rather than have people go at me for you know hastily projecting the Nets as, as championship winners and all that. But, you know, eventually it's nice to beat all these teams like Hudson mentioned. And I think he was spot on with that point. But you want to beat the the big dogs and and the real teams in the league. Nobody's stopping Giannis. It it is what it is. But Ben did a a good job against him the last time out. And when you look at the the talent on the the Nets, Keith, I mentioned this before. You you talked about the, the size. But, you know, that's part of the rotation decisions Jacques Vaughn has made as well. You don't have Seth Curry playing hardly at all. You don't have Patty Mills playing hardly at all. You don't have Cam Thomas playing hardly at all. So they're not sacrificing the shooting, though, because of the way you just shot the ball, the way O'Neal is shooting the ball. He's had a good season. Um, and, and Joe Harris is still in the rotation there. Those are three shooters who are on the bigger side. So it allows the Nets to be a bigger, longer team, especially in conjunction with KD and Claxton and, and Simmons, right? That's, that's a lot of length, uh, a lot of size, if not traditional big man size. And then y- y- the Knicks, too, like, Credit to the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau, I, I, I don't know why he was getting criticized early in the season. I always thought he was kind of maximizing the, the, the oh, roster. Oh, cause this there. is New York. Everybody yeah.
0: gets criticized.
2: But they were, <laughs> they were winning as much as I, I think could be expected. Jalen Brunson's had a really nice year for them. Uh, I, I, thought that was a good signing for them. Uh, Julius Randle's having a, a, another good year, representative more of two years ago than, than this year. You know, got guys like Quentin Grimes, um, contributing. But let's be real. The, the Knicks are not in the same stratosphere as the Nets when it comes to talent. They shouldn't be in the same conversation. You know, that's the kind of team that the, the Nets really uh, should be insulted to be compared against. They should be compared against the Bucs and the Celtics. And when it comes to intrigue, that's where you're missing out on Christmas. I think, you know, from the, the larger standpoint, the national purview, the Nets are, if not the most interesting team in the league right there.